Good evening. This is Sri here again. We are one week removed from an amazing run by the Yukon Huskies, capturing their fifth national uh, championship over the last 24 years. Over the past week or so, I've uh, been listening to a lot of um, podcasts, a lot of uh, satellite radio, and also reading a lot of articles uh, where there are pros and cons of naming Yukon as a blue blood. So I started to do some research on what would be a blue blood. But before we get there, just want to summarize some of the impressive numbers put up by Yukon um, during its amazing run for this year's national championship. They did win by an average of uh, 20 points. Uh, and only UCLA and Duke has won uh, five championships in the 25-year span. UConn actually won 17 games out of the Big East, outside of the Big East, and won these games by an average of 24-plus points. The only ever team to do that uh, were the UCLA Bruins and the 2008 uh, Carolina Tar Heels. So, and then um, also in the uh, tournament, uh, they pretty much led throughout the entire uh, tournament. Uh, they were in round number one. They were down by a couple of points against Iona, but that was probably their closest first half. But then they pulled away in their second half like they did in each and every game. So let's re quickly recap. UConn has five along with Indiana. Duke. Only North Carolina, Kentucky, and UCLA have more than UConn. North Carolina has six, Kentucky eight, and UCLA 11. And most of them had been won when John Wooden was a coach. The last time UCLA won a national championship, 1995. The last time Kentucky won, 2012. North Carolina, probably more recent, 2017. Duke was 2015. Indiana was 1987, and Kansas was last year. And Kansas actually won in 2008 as well. So you could make a case that North Carolina, which won in 2009 and 2017, and Kansas that won in 2008 and 2022, have, are closest to UConn in terms of winning multiple championships within a short span of time. So let's go back to... Uh, the original definition of what a blue blood was. So it took me a while to pull some research out, but I did want to give credit where it's due. Uh, there was a, an article written on NCA.com last year by Andy Wittry, and he kind of went through what would define in a college, uh, what would define as a blue blood first used in the college basketball context. I think that was used back in 1927, which was, again, written by a, an, or a newspaper article uh, about blue bloods. It didn't come really to, uh, to the mainstream uh, because it was very fuzzy. Uh, the oldest reference that Andy was able to find that was very specific to college basketball was back in 1946. Uh, a gentleman named Dick Dunkel had a men's basketball rating system and the Charlotte News at the time described that as his basketball blue blood list. But again, this was 
1946. Now let's go to back back little little forward with all the teams that are currently named as Blue Bloods. Kentucky was in 1981 when a newspaper uh, described Kentucky as the basketball's blue blood. Similarly with Duke and Indiana. So this is very subjective. Uh, there, I don't think uh, there was any rating system that was developed defining that a team needs to be was was part of the blue blood group, right? It is very subjective, and that every media market and fan bases uh, have defined it and they view it differently. Um, so, when you go back and look at what UConn did this year, and what UConn has done over the last twenty five years, granted they have been up and down, just like every other program, they have not been consistent uh, during the past twenty five years. In fact, they did not make uh, the tournament many times. So there is a case made by some of the media outlets from the original Blue Bloods that clearly say the haves and the have-nots. Oh, we are the Blue Bloods and you are not. Uh, I don't think uh, they or anybody in the right mindset should define what a Blue Blood is or what a Blue Blood is not. Maybe it's, we should be calling it the new blood because UConn has been really dominant uh, in the last 25 years. One more thing to note, it's it also talks about the continuity of how dominant the program has been over the years and also winning national championships under multiple coaches. One of the things, whether it's Kansas or whether it's North Carolina or Duke, that's something to be said about it. And similarly with UConn, you have five championships spread across 25 years, won by three different coaches. Jim Calhoun started the original domination. And Jim's UConn teams were one of the most premier teams in the Big East Conference. Jim won three championships starting in 1999. When Kevin Ollie took over from Jim Calhoun, he inherited most of the players that Calhoun had and went on an amazing run and won a championship for UConn, the fourth championship for UConn. The UConn win under Kevin Ollie was actually not in the Big East, but it was more under the AAC, which now, um, which from, from where UConn now went back to a completely Big East school, uh, which is completely Big East basketball school. So right now, if you look at it, to me, the domination that UConn has had in the past 25 years the domination that they've had this year, and the fact that they are one of the top echelon teams in the Big East, they should be qualified as a blue blood. Because right now they do belong among the top programs in the country. Another thing to note, UConn is 5-0 in the championship games. They made six Final Fours. The only loss was to Michigan State but they've won all five championships. So there you go. To me, um, this conversation um, it should not be subjective anymore. Take a look at what teams have done over the past few years and how they've actually dominated not only won championships in style. That's what should be the definition of what should qualify as a blue blood. Maybe... 
Yukon is the new blood. Maybe that's how you take the, the, the conversation to. But either way, all joking aside, I do think that Yukon definitely belongs there. Uh, and they're going to be loaded coming back. And Dan Hurley's young. He's only 50 years old. Incoming fresh freshman class. Great incoming freshman class. Top five in the country. And I definitely think they're not done with five. In fact, they could be uh, aiming for more. Uh, maybe not the next year, who knows, but I definitely think they have put the pieces and the program is back on track from where it was three to four years ago or even five, six years ago before Dan Hurley walked in through the door from Rhode Island and has completely changed the mindset, completely changed the narrative on UConn. So with that, uh, I would like to end this podcast. Um, I really think that UConn has demonstrated to be the top teams in the country and looking forward to more UConn magic uh, over the next few years. Thank you again for listening. Much appreciated.